All right, hey, we're the Warrior Workout Network, www.warriorworkoutnetwork.org. For those of you who've never been there before, I need to update that by the way because I've got some things on there that are kind of out of date. So I've got to get on there and do some work. I'm Drew. With me is Sean. Yo! There it is. Man, you know it. You can always depend on it right there. Yo, every time. That's what you get. Um, today, we're talking about a don't quit attitude. Um, and perspective, the perspective of the don't quit attitude, maybe, maybe different ways to think about it. And then uh, finding a new purpose. You know, we know that some people tend to struggle with once they get out of service, maybe they don't feel they, you know, know what to do next, what, what's going to bring them that intrinsic happiness. So, Sean, you ready to talk about this, my bro? Yeah, man, let's dive into it. Let's dive into it. So, when I talk about the don't quit attitude, um, I know for a lot of us, like it, it probably started young. Um, I know with you, you, you know, you told the story about your dad, you know, cutting himself with a circular saw, wrapping in, in, you know, the McDonald's napkins until he passes out. And then they eventually, unfortunately, you have to go now. Yeah, yeah. He's asleep. Yeah, he's so get, get him, he's down. <laughs> yeah, you only got so much blood before you die. Correct. So. <laughs> and being raised by that gentleman and, uh, you know, having the life that you did. And I know when I knew you and I know you, you're not a quitter. You never have, but you don't quit shit. Um, and that's what that's forged in. I was, uh, you know, I had a story about like my dad um, I, growing up. This is kind of where I got my don't quit attitude was my dad loved our, we love archery. I love to shoot bows. My dad loves to shoot bows. And um, he went through a period where he was really interested in making these English longbows and okay. wanted to harvest a, a deer with, with a bow that he had made by hand, you know, hands, uh, hand sanded. I mean, everything, the arrows made by him, everything. Wow. And yeah. And so for a long time, he would do this and he would snap bows for a long time. <laughs> and you just see them <laughs> snap and snap and you think they're perfect. And eventually after a, a, a long time of snapping bows, he eventually got his deer with his own bow that he made with his own hands. And that, well, one, it changed my perspective of hunting. That's kind of became sort of the standard of hunting. Like that's, that's, that's how I do it. I, I you know, Hunting with a, a rifle, shotgun, that's nice weapon, putting it out there with a bow, that's how it's done. Um, and then it also, like, the perseverance to be like, like, all right, not just be like, all right, after the first two or three break, being like, oh, fuck this, this is obviously, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you take that, you take those lessons, you take the, you know, don't matter how hurt you are, just keep working attitude, and you just, you carry that with you. You learn that you apply that through your military career or whatever, or if you're a nurse or if you are a bartender, if you're a cook, uh, no matter what you are, you maybe apply those lessons that you learned at a young age to your career. And then say, for instance, you leave that career field and now you're like, shoot, now what? You're, you're yeah. starting. Go ahead. No, I, I think that, you know, what you're saying, I mean, 
okay, like you were saying, hey, I can take a gun, I can go hunting with a gun. Um, there, there's something to be said for mastering something that you have. You, it's a journey on. You haven't. You're not a bow maker, but you're going to learn how to make a bow. There's a lot of personal. Um, what is, what's the word I'm looking for here? There's a lot of there's a lot of personal uh, growth with that. Um, you know, phil, you know, philosophy wise and all that other stuff. Uh, you finally, you know, you get to master your craft. You make the bow. You make the arrows, um, and then you you get your deer, you get your turkey, you get whatever, um, and um, and you've kind of you've kind of mastered this type of journey. You've taught yourself something about yourself that maybe you didn't. You're like, I mean, any time you could have thrown that bow down and been like, "Fuck it, I'm done." Right? I saw him shoot another one afterwards, but I don't. Yeah. I never saw him pick it up after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's you know, I. You can apply it to anything, like you were saying. This can this applies to a nurse. And you know, you're not perfect at learning how to stick somebody in the arm to draw blood right off the bat. It takes time to learn it to where you almost can do it with your eyes closed. It's bing, bang, boom. It becomes repetition. It becomes part of your job or part of you, right? It becomes so repetitious. It just becomes you. You are a bow maker. You are a nurse. You you can do a stick in the dark with your eyes closed, no problem. You know, um, a big thing we talk about in martial arts is if I throw a punch with my right, you know, my right arm, one, you know, a thousand times, I've I've now understood the move. Yeah. I, if I do it ten thousand times, now I've mastered the move. So. There's, there's the journey of understanding, and then there's the journey of mastering. And that's everything. That's beautiful. Some, some Asian guy wrote that a long time ago. I just stole it. So well, The thing I, I, I want to regard this to is the choices that we make. Because when you say that you lose something, like you and I, we both were retired. Uh, we both had kind of anticipated long, extensive careers in the military, and it just didn't happen. So, if you it, take the fact that you still have in you innately that "don't quit" attitude, but now you're making bad mental decisions, are you going to take that "don't quit" attitude and apply them to the mental decisions and as many bridges as you can along the way? Because, um, yep. It, that I uh, I've seen this kind of go that way with a lot of people where they take that they, they, they take that don't quit attitude and they apply it to the negative and they start going down bad paths like you know fuck it like I mean you know the, the losing control of drinking drinking and driving yes um, you know like neglect family um, neglecting responsibilities uh, you know half ass and work now just it's like they lose their fucking purpose. And so they've supplemented it uh, through this bad choice. And they've taken that like ability, they've taken that like going at a hundred miles. And this is the, I know you seem sort of perplexed by this idea, but I, the reason I think is because we take this and we, we apply it to, to kind of a, a negative attitude and a negative outlook sometimes when we get out. And this, and like what we talked about last week, it can stem from that poor me. attitude. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I think that this is where we're starting to see those uh, it, 
the suit and the suicide portion is because you take that and everything becomes, you know, very like polar. It's, it's either amazing or it's terrible and there's barely in between. And a lot of that thinking comes with that, just not quitting attitude and like, and not like, so if we can take that and apply that attitude toward a goal, something that gets you up in the morning and can help you to focus, then I think that what it's going to do is that it's going to take a lot of that energy, that the excess energy that you feel. It's like where you're like, man, I, I have all this energy, but I'm still fucking tired all the time. Mm-hmm. That's, dep- that's depression. That's, that's what happens when you're, <laughs> when you're, when you feel like you have no purpose, when you feel like you have no drive. Um, yes. So how do you get that back? What, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, I think, you know, what you're talking about, you know, we, in the military world, okay, you could have been raised this way. Uh, you may not have been in the military, but we take pride in the fact that we accomplished something hard. It taught us something about ourselves. It's, it's this journey that you wanted to quit. You wanted to, you, you hate, you know, air assault school was kicking your ass. Airborne school was kicking your ass. Ranger school was kicking your ass. You know, all these things. But you made it through. And when you make it through, you get that feeling of pride. And, you know, we always hear, you know, be careful with pride. You know, but but being proud of your accomplishments and proud of yourself is a good thing. It's part of the journey. You know, taking on hard tasks and proving to yourself that you can get through them is a very important journey and many, many lessons that you can learn through the, the multiple struggles in our life. And, you know, what you're talking about here is, look, it, it's okay to go to your instant coffee and, and, and hit your Keurig and get your, you know, you don't have to grind the coffee beans down anymore. And, and it takes you 30 minutes to make coffee. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're, not, we're not saying take the easy, you know, don't take the easy road, even making a cup of coffee. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, but, you know, like you said, making the bow. There's no easy way around it. You have to, you have to piece it together. You have to, everything has to be perfect. The recurve, everything, everything has to be good. So when you draw that string back, it doesn't snap. It's going to go, it's going to fly. It's going to arc properly, get the you know proper speed and, and be able yeah. to have a clean kill. I want to go back to the pride thing real quick, because I think that, the, I think the definitions often get, they get thrown around. Like if you took it, if you take a look at the definition of uh, oh, agoraphobia, look where we're at now. We're, we're in lockdown. Look at agoraphobia. People are going to come out of this and they're going to be like, oh my God, I'm agoraphobic. I only go to the store twice a week. Yeah. People will brand themselves as agoraphobic and not realize that like, well, I mean, like that's not what that is. The agoraphobic, well, agora, a market, a phobia is fear. Um, so fear of the market, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. fucking simple. Um, but it's it, agor- actual agoraphobia is like the fear of like, if I step outside of my house, I'm going to fucking die. Like something's going to pull me. Something's going to kill me. Gotcha. Um, and people do that with pride. The idea of they, they confuse being proud with being boastful. Mm-hmm. 
be proud, always be proud and remember the things that you're proud of and use those to motivate you and remind you that you've done it before and you can do it again. But don't confuse it with being boastful. I think that's where the, the, the lines get blurred because people are like, well, I'm, I know I did this, but I don't want to brag about it because then I'm just a brag. I'm a douchebag and I don't want to be that way. You know, like, so I, I think what it does is people confuse pride and boastful and they don't realize that you can be proud of the shit you did. Maybe talk about it. Cause like me, I don't like talking about like my accomplishments. You know, when you go through schools and you graduate schools and you do stuff like that, it fe- I feel like I'm being boastful and I don't like that. It's, it's embarrassing. Yes. Oftentimes, I think that it gets tied in with the, the definition of pride, the, the misinterpretation of the word pride, because negative pride will lead you to your grave. The pride in knowing that you have the strength to do the things that you've done in the past, that's what brings you your success. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I think that it's a big, it's, it's a big deal to... Um, train yourself in the tough moments to not give up. Um, if, if, if you give up every time something gets hard, you're going to create a habit of quitting, which means your first response to any, anything is, is going to be, see you later. I'm done. You know, you know, and I, and I mean, you know, we were, we were, we were talking last week, you know, cut sling load on, on certain people that are bringing negativity in your life. That's not, that's a totally different topic. I, we, we're, I'm, I'm talking right now, just, you know, what do you, what are you going to, what are you going to build off of here? Are you going to build off of a foundation of, of solid, um, you know, this, this is, this is the base, the bottom of it. it I'm not going to quit. I'm going to build something off of this. Or are we going to build in the sand here? Are we going to build in the sand where as soon as something gets heavy, as soon as something gets out of whack, as soon as, as soon as we're not comfortable, you know, the, the sand gives in from the weight and everything just crumbles into the ocean. You know, lack of foundation, man. That's that lack of foundation is where a lot of people find it was why people find themselves in these negative situations in the first place. Mm-hmm. Cause uh, like, you know, I didn't have proper coping mechanisms or ways necessarily. Like I had the tools in front of me and the resources in front of me, but I didn't really have the wherewithal or not to know how to use them. Yeah. So, you know. Well, you know, we were we were talking uh what last week and you know, I so right now in, in the world rugby is shut down. It is shut down everywhere. There is no rugby. There's a couple of European European countries that are or I think New Zealand just started playing rugby again. But the United States has completely shut everything down. So, I've got some college guys uh that uh, I used to coach in high school, and in the meantime, they're wanting to train um, in the off season. This long off season, right? So uh, they came to me. I did not ask them to train. That was a big thing. Um, you know, they have to take that first step. That's part of that permanent foundation, right? I didn't come to them and beg them to train. They came to me and said, "Hey, Coach Rook, you know, I I want to be." One guy, he said, I want to play, I want to play pro rugby one day. You know, rugby, rugby for the first time ever in history in the United States is having a pro rugby draft. We are drafting collegiate players out 
into the pros in, in June. So it's, it's, it's a big time, right? Yeah. So it's, it's huge. We have pro rugby now, you know, Atlanta two hours away from me, it has a new pro rugby team with a uh, USA uh, player on there. I mean, big stuff, right? So I said, okay, that's, that's great, but this isn't going to be, this isn't going to be high school. This isn't, this isn't, you know, you call your mom and dad when coach Rooker hurts your feelings and we have a meeting and, no, no, this is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this training is going to be, we are going to push you physically and mentally to the break, to your breaking point. And we're going to do it because at the, at the very bottom of this, well, you're going to find your foundation. You're going to find that building block and you got, you got to get way down deep. And so what I told them, I said, Hey, you know, What's your? I didn't tell them about log PT. They had no idea about this stuff. But I said, "Hey, what's your biggest fear? Your biggest motivation?" Okay. Uh, one guy said, "I want to prove everybody wrong. Everyone thinks I won't be able to make the pros. I want to prove them wrong." The other guy said, "Hey, I'm I'm I have a huge feel or I have a huge uh, fear of failing." And mm. um, and I said, "Okay, cool." So I went to Lowe's. I went and bought two six-foot four-by-fours, and I carved oh, by hand. yeah. Yeah, I carved by hand into one, proved them wrong, and the other one I said, fight or fail. And I painted it black, the letters black. I put, you know, inlaid it with, with black paint there. But You know what? That's going to be uh, – if uh, you sent me those pictures, I'm going to find those, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something with those. Well, I'm, I'm kind of being long-winded. The, the, whole, the whole point I'm trying to get to is this, is we try to, we, we look at all the things we're scared of or all the things that weigh on our, on our mind, you know, our motivations or our fears, and we, we don't personify them anyway. We don't give them any type of feeling. They're just like this idea floating around. And by actually carving their fears or their motivations into that log when they were tired when they were pressing it 50 60 times over their head and they wanted to drop it okay because we we go for intervals you don't get to stop they wanted to drop the log but the whole point is is when they look up and they see those letters staring at them their fear or their motivation they have now given that a real it's it's tangible it's real they're touching it they're feeling it it's heavy it's, it's exhausting. way over the door, dude. Yeah, it's, it's that reminder. It's, yeah, it's the reminder. And you know, I didn't, I didn't go out and get a railroad tie. I didn't go out and get a sixty-pound log. I went out and got a 35, 40 forty-pound log, probably about thirty when it gets dried, right? When the wood dries. But anyway, it's a weight. It's a weight. Your motivations and your fears are a weight that you carry with you that you're going to have to press multiple times every day. It's not a, a heavy weight. You pick up once, you drop it, you say, I'm done. These are the things in life that you have to push yourself through. You have to say, I have to pick this damn log, this motivation, this fear up, and I have to, I have to get it up off the ground, and I have to show it who's boss over and over and over and over again to beat it to master it, to master your motivation, to master your fear. And that is why I chose a lighter log because that now they're feeling that burn. Their, their arms are shaking. They're, 
you know, I make them do squats with the log. I make them do rows with the log, back rows. I, I mean, just all these exercises after I sprint them to death. Yeah. After I, after I sprint them to death. And I know I'm being long-winded, guys. But what I'm trying to say is, is... Did you hear my rant go? You're good. No, I, I, just, I just want, you know, do something like that. You know? If you go to a boxing gym, put your motivation or your fear up on the wall behind that damn bag, and you punch the living shit out of it. And when, you're, when you don't feel like you can pick your arms up anymore to punch it, you look at, you look at what is scaring you or what is your motivation... And you just keep swinging, man. And it's it's breaking through that uncomfortable feeling of of exhaustion, mm-hmm. physically and mental, you know, mental and physical exhaustion. You're teaching something about yourself. And 10,000 times later, when you've mastered it, you will look back at it and you'll have a true understanding. God damn, dude. That's deep. You're a black belt too, aren't you? No, no. Uh, no, I, I, I was going for my, my belt, my brown belt, which was one under black before I, but I joined the army. So I, uh, I had my black belt in bullshitting. Uh, well, dude, that, was, that was great, man. Um, put your fucking fears and your motivations right in front of you. Yeah. And just punch the shit out of them until your arms don't move again. Then keep punching. That's an, yeah, just that's the thing is you have to you've got to take that that really scary first step, and that's the hard part, and really the hard part, maybe even just figuring out what that first step looks like. Yep. Hmm. Well, I think it's important that you visualize. It, you well, know, when, this is where it's important to bounce ideas too. Like it's important to talk to people and have like. I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, you're good. Um, but like, like when you're, if you're at a stuck point, like you don't know what the first step might be. That's when it's, it's really important to find at least one person you can bounce the idea off of that. You can at least semi trust that it will give you that won't bullshit you. They'll be pleasant in a conversation and help you help you break it down. And if that has to be your first step is literally just talking to somebody about the first step, then that's the first step. Us email us admin at warriorworkoutnetwork.org. Email. What what the fuck do I do? Cool. Let's let's call and have it. Let's set up a plan. Not yeah. That, not that fucking hard. First step, one step. You know that it, it's it's funny. You know we all have the ability through our struggles to become coaches to others, and a lot of people. And and, and I'm this is not me bragging, because I am I am just a dude. I coach, I volunteer coach high school rugby. I do the best I can. I'm not, I'm not team USA's coach. Okay. But you know, I, over my career, my five years of coaching, I've had players say, you know, you don't know what you've done for me. I really appreciate what you did for me. You helped me get through a tough time in my life at home or personally, uh, outside of school, in school, they learn something about themselves. They learn they're a warrior, a fighter, all these things, you know, and what they don't understand is I'm learning something from that as well. You know, when I'm telling them you can't be a quitter, you have, you have to push through life. You, you can't start the habit of quitting every time something gets hard. You know, when you're on your knees, when you're on, you know, I have a big thing. I'll sprint them until they hit the ground and they're just, they're laying on the ground dying. They're sucking air. And I'll walk up and I'll say, hey, your heart's not right there. 
and I'll pick them up off the ground and I'll, I'll pick them up off the ground and I'll point in their chest. I said, I found it. It's right here. <laughs> and that, you know, and, and they're, they're looking at me like, you know, Hey, maybe coach Jerker's got it all figured out, but no, when I'm down, when I suffer from my depression, when I, when I'm bummed out about, you know, when I have all this heavy stuff on my heart condition right now, where am I going to be? And it would just be so easy to just hit the ground and just take, you know, to your knees and be like, I just, I can't weather this storm anymore, man. I'm, 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 I'm breaking against the waves here. And, you know, it's, it's the mental image of my players saying to me, get up. It's my brothers and sisters in the military. Rook, you got some more, get up. You've got some more in you. You know what I mean? And that's, that is the big thing is you have, I have because of my, because I've pushed myself in my life in the military, I took that plunge. I pushed myself in the military. I proved to myself I could do it. Not saying I was some super soldier, but I was able to serve my country. I never thought I'd, you know, get to that point maybe. But by, by pushing myself, I've been able to push others and I've been able to learn from them and they've been able to learn from me. And the nice part is, is that we're still fucking doing it too. And here yep. we, here the hell we are. Hell yeah, brother. Man, let's end it on that. That's a big message. I like that. All right, bro. All right, man.